Fantas, welcome back to another episode of Keenan and Kel with Adam and Aaron. Uh, I'm your host, Adam. And I'm your other host, Aaron. Uh, we're back with another pulse-pounding episode of Keenan and Kel Season 2. Uh, this one's Episode 7, um, Ditch Day Afternoon. Yes, we enter Keenan and Kel's place of education, and we don't stay there for too long because we have other plans when Keenan and Kel are pinned with an assignment that's unfavorable. So it's cool. We get to see a couple different aspects of their lives. We get to see a couple different sets in this episode and a lot of good storylines. So they all kind of come together, which is really fun. Yeah, it's a uh, it's good that for uh, like the last episode that we had, a star is peeved was just like the one story. So it's good to see the the show would like kind of shift gears into a multi-layered one so quickly and, you know, handle it so well. Yeah, multi-layered is good. Um, I felt engaged the whole time. I didn't feel like I, I was it was work watching the episode like it did <laughs> uh, when when we watched the, when we did the one good, previously. The, yeah, the show should never be work. No, no, no. This one was fun. Awesome. So, uh, before, uh, without further ado, let's get into your Dan Carlin-style intro. You know the best things in life are free, but you can give them to the birds and the bees. I need money. That's what I want. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I wa-a-a-ant. That's what I want. Those are famous words recited through the ages by the Beatles, Jerry Lee Lewis, and the Sonics regarding the object that makes the world go round. No, not external torque from the sun, moon, and other celestial bodies. Money. Green, coin, moolah, dosh, bacon, cabbage, cheddar, beans, and gravy with a side of milk. That paper, that scratch, cold, hard cash. Money has taken many names and shapes over the ages. Before the founding fathers had their faces in our pockets, currency consisted of gold, silver, rings, stones, knives, and even cocoa beans. When ancient Babylonians couldn't pay now, they would exchange grain as collateral within a barter system. Thus, the first letters ever written were I-O-U. The deposit and withdrawal system grew over time until they manifested into what we call banks. Now synonymous with the money they house, banks conduct business every workday. Except for the day that you go, because it's Veterans Day, and the Federal Reserve can't work at the same time as the rest of the country, for some reason. This is as true today as it was one Friday morning at the Fleeting Bank in 1997's Chicago, Illinois, where two Chicago youths, Kenan Rockmore and Kel Kimball, were set to withdraw more trouble. Did they complete their transaction? Let's just say you can take that to the bank. Uh, let's get into it. Uh, we start off with... Uh... Some, I thought some very safe outfits for Keenan and Kel. Yeah, safe yeah, is no, good. Nothing, nothing uh, like that blows you out of the water. Nope, nope. They're they're nice. Kel's got his suede blue shirt or felt blue shirt, whatever it is, and uh, jeans. Keenan's got a uh, white and dark brown and light brown camo polo covered by a brown like jacket an overcoat. Yeah, brown <laughs> overcoat. And some white pants, so they look nice. Yeah, I flag something here that uh, I think we're going to be paying attention to later as the episode goes on. Is that uh, Kel, it seemed to get like a little bit more applause than Keenan in this intro. Uh, I noticed that as well. 
Yeah, there it starts to Keenan starts to get kind of like sar- sarcastic about it, especially towards the end of the show. He's like, "Oh wow, everyone loves Kel." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, before we go much further, I do want to say that uh, while I've been sipping on this delicious orange zevia, <laughs> uh, I was thinking that uh, I, you know what, it's not quite the same thing. Uh, number one, orange zevia, zevia has not yet given us a sponsorship. But uh, number two, uh, I, I discovered this between episodes. It's not orange. Oh, it does what? that Zevia thing where like you pour it into a glass and it's just it's oh. colorless. Oh, of course, yeah. I I didn't know that. I thought it was the. I I feel so incorrect. You thought you were drinking something that was orange and it was clear. Yeah, yeah. I I was mistaken. You were duped, duped by the Zevia. The Zevia genius. You know, enough of this catering to Zevia and A-Treat and Crush. I want the real orange soda. And I think that's something I can accomplish uh, on, throughout the course of this show. Oh, so, what are, you, what are you suggesting? <laughs> I did my homework, and I discovered that the classic two-liter orange soda that Kel totes in the series uh, has the icon of a black <laughs> logo with a white lion on it. And uh, this is none other than the logo for the food lion industry, uh, who is currently discontinued in Florida. But they have some uh, in the north, in like Virginia. They have a couple, uh, some places where you can purchase groceries, and including orange soda. So my my current goal for the podcast, besides finishing the podcast, is getting to food lion and getting the real Keenan and Kel orange soda. Well, Adam, I will have to cheer you on while you do that, and uh, I don't think I'll be taking a trip. Although, if we go to Virginia, we might want to stop by our friends over in Danville, <laughs> who are yeah, our, our serious listeners of this show. Maybe that's where. Uh, maybe that's where like <laughs> it's a food lion country. Maybe they're waiting for us to shout them out. Yeah, they've been listening this whole time, waiting for us to figure it out. Food lion, if you're listening. Thank you. Please sponsor us. Please sponsor us. <laughs> I, I, it doesn't require. I just want one. I just want one case. Just of Just send soda. us some. That's enough for us. <laughs> yeah, and just sign the card. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be something else. Food Lion. Nice homework, Adam. N- nice job digging up that, <laughs> that that stuff. What did you search on Google? <laughs> white, white, black, orange soda label. 90s. Other people have put, put it together before, but it, it was kind of hidden information what's what the brand was. Keenan Kel soda brand, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, okay, so normally on episode Keenan and Kel, they get into all kinds of adventures, peculiar situations, hazardous waste. As Keenan like starts listing, right? Yep, yep. Keenan's listing like what's in a normal Keenan and Kel episode, kind of, and. Hazardous waste, corn on the cob, uh, chicken and pig tit titlets or something. <laughs> I wrote rib tips. Rib tips. <laughs> N- neither are real parts of me. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, okay. Um, but anyways, basically, Kel's like, nope, we are not doing any of that. We're not getting in any trouble tonight. We are not um, doing some other things. But he emphasizes not having any trouble. No trouble. Who told you all that nonsense, Fluffy? Keenan <laughs> keeps on throwing the nicknames out at Kel. Fluffy is one of them this episode. Uh, we'll see another one in, in a little bit. But, yep, yeah. Kel is basically 
uh, Kel's like, no, wait, hey, hold on. I have this new contract that says I'm not going to get into any trouble. Look at it. So he pulls out his piece of paper and he shows Keenan. <laughs> and uh, Keenan says, like, you know, what? don't we want the show to be funny, baby? <laughs> to, <laughs> to which Kel replies by shouting, no! <laughs> yep. Keenan's like, we need mis- mischievous things to happen if we want the show to be funny. Um, which is a good argument. I mean, Keenan yeah. Keenan knows what's up. Kel he, is. He knows that without uh, Kel's being upset, there would not be a show. Well, actually, I think uh, if if Kel just you know put on some music and started dancing, um, I feel like people would watch and be pretty satisfied. So I don't know if Keenan's <laughs> logic holds up here. That's true. Uh, but anyway, so did, didn't Kel once once I'm star on the season of uh, like Dancing with the Stars? Oh, of course, yeah. Cal Mitchell, yeah. absolutely. Uh-huh. I think he won, or maybe not. <laughs> I, I think got close. Maybe runner-up. Well, he's a pretty fantastic dancer. So, anyways, Keenan calls over Herschel, who's the stagehand, um, and he asks him to bring a balloon. And so, what Keenan does is he attaches Kel's contract that says he can't get into any trouble to this balloon, and sets it afloat. Yeah, he has a fun back and forth with the Virgil. He's like, uh, thank you. And then he just says, no, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, no, he, he lets it go up very slowly, taking his time to attach it. But uh, yeah, no, Cal is uh, heartbroken that his uh, his contract is no more. It is still in, in existence. It just doesn't. <laughs> um, I was watching an episode of It's Always Sunny recently and yeah. and uh like i forget i think it's d is talking about her contract that says that she owns 100 percent of the merchandising um but they don't have any and so they're like trying to get some she's like oh great that'll i'll finally get some money and then mac just takes it and eats it <laughs> 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 and somebody's like oh that's okay that wasn't your only copy was it she's like what, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> i thought of that here um yeah. <laughs> Kel's reaction to losing the contract is pretty great because as Keenan ties that up, he says, my mom had to type that. Yeah, he's, he's trying desperately to hold on to the contract, but the contract floats away and Keenan basically begins their endeavor into this fun-filled, trouble-filled episode. Time, time for wackiness. Come on, fluffy stuff. This is go-to. This is go-to in this intro. Three nicknames in this one intro. And I also like how Keenan walks away because they're really having fun with like this intro bit. Like the staples are there, Keenan leaves, but in this one, Keenan like stands in front of the stage, like doesn't move for a minute, and then just walks forward. Yep, yep. And then Kel does his aww and, and starts to do a little dance like he did that one episode that was so fun. Yeah, it starts off great. Starts off very good, very good. Yeah, so we are brought to our first scene, which is a classroom that we haven't seen before. No, a new set. Yeah, a new set. So they have the you know the classic desks that with the arm with the the tables attached to the those blue chairs. <laughs> very small desk, as we'll soon discover. <laughs> yep, it looks like a, a, ver- a looks like a Spanish classroom because it has all this like. Um, ponchos and sombreros and Mexican flag and um, <laughs> they're just draping everything. They're like covering. They the got TV all and... the all the Hispanic Latino props they could get. <laughs> yes, and um, the we introduced the teacher, whose uh, name is uh, Miss Queso. 
<laughs> which is just outstanding. <laughs> she's my yeah. She's my favorite character this episode, and there's a lot of good characters. <laughs> oh, there are. Yeah, uh, she wants to start off class by teaching them how to order Chinese food in Spanish. <laughs> just, the whole Spanish class, like all the all the assignments she's ha- having them do, and um, all the things they're learning, they're all just jokes. Um, wh- which it maybe is symbolic for uh, for how like languages are taught in high school. It's very hard to teach high schoolers a language they don't want to learn. It's also like, what what are you going to learn in high school? Like, you're going to learn a couple sentences and some words. It's a whole language. Right. Well, I think they try to do too much content. I wish they just stuck with the basics and, like, drilled them in. Because then you'll never forget how to say, hi, how are you doing? It's like, it's a nice day today, you know? But we yeah, just do... a practical yeah. Spanish and, and language. We do have to, like, Spanish 4 and start learning, like... Like, uh, how to say, my textbook is on fire. It's like, I, don't, <laughs> I will forget this. This will not matter. <laughs> so, uh, Kel arrives late into class. And um, we discover that that reason is because he was getting Keegan in his Spintendo. Yes, his video game, <laughs> portable video game device that is, uh, as we quickly find out from Janet. Janet. Oh. Uh, did Janet make an entrance yet? Yeah, she was in the paint episode. So Janet, here, here's, you know, Miss um, uh, Goody Two-Shoes Janet, and she basically is... T- picture picture a Janet. That's her. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, Spintendos and video games are against school policy. Yeah, yeah, I'm Janet. <laughs> Which is Keenan's usual response. Earlier in this scene, Keenan, um, she basically... Tell, asks Keenan if he did the homework or if he did his he did the homework or his mom was too busy to help him and she, he just calls her stinky it's good, it's good. <laughs> I don't know if he has any good comebacks to, to Janet never <laughs> but Janet doesn't have like good like forward backs to begin with <laughs> no uh, Miss Queso starts questioning Keenan and Keenan says no hopling glaze Yep, yep. <laughs> In response. Basically, Keenan and Kel pester Miss Queso enough. She gets frustrated and says that they have to sing a Spanish song for the class on Friday. Yes. Keenan uh, objects and he stands up. And, which... and this is the best. This is the best. He stands up and the desk comes with him. So it's just like the chair. Yeah, he's wearing it like a, as a skirt. The chair's behind him. The desk is like hinged in front of him. It's really good physical comedy. It's my, my favorite. It's so good. I don't know if that was like a prop desk or that was just, that was actually like how, how he sat those desks. Yeah, well, Keenan's like, I think like 1920 by now. So so he's not made for these, like, you know, school desks anymore. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, he starts pleading with uh, Miss Queso because Friday's a half day and should be fun, but she is insistent. And Janet says, of course, that'll be fun listening to you sing. <laughs> Oh, Janet, you'll get your comeuppance, maybe. Um, anyways, we have a, a little uh, sombrero transition, and that's the end of the scene. Uh, we go to Rigby's, and we find Keenan uh, a little bit upset that he has to sing to the class on Friday. Yeah. Uh, on the Meanwhile, uh, Kel is ecstatic. Yeah, he walks in with a stereo, like the good old the days. Boombox. Boombox. Yeah. And... <laughs> He puts it on the counter, and he's like, Keenan, I found a song for us to dance to. So he plays it, 
and it's you know like classic like like mexican uh very like mexican heritage song and he just starts like dancing in the middle of rigby's and the crowd loves it of course it's a really just fun innocent scene too because even though keen doesn't like it he'll like after he sees kells infectious dancing he joins him yeah so they both they both join along for this dancing and he breaks out a pair of uh, castanets those little like clappy things is that what they're called yeah 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 so so anyways they're having a great time they're just dancing to this latin music um and then um chris comes out this is at the beginning of this scene chris came out and he put a box of fish tarts on the counter asked keenan to put them on the shelf and now he comes out and he he's furious he looks furious <laughs> that they're dancing so he turns off the boom box um and he says what's all the hullabaloo hullabaloo <laughs> yep so uh we get that out of the way and uh he's uh chris is uh more annoyed than usual because friday is inventory day he has to count every single item in the store it's gonna take him all day yes and uh unfortunately <laughs> and keenan says oh man i wish i could help you but i got school and then Cal reminds Keenan and Chris that there's a half day on Friday. Keenan could definitely come in to help with work. <laughs> yeah, so Keenan gets mad. Chris insists that it comes in at noon, right? Yep. And uh, Keenan says, thanks a lot, amigo. De nada. Yeah, Cal says, de nada. <laughs> and we have a, uh, a castanet transition to our, our next scene. So already... Uh, we're just into the episode. We have two scenes in the first, you know, four five minutes. And it's moving at a pretty good pace, I would say. Really good pace. And each scene, like, raises the stakes a little bit more. It it's... builds on it. And, this, and the fun thing is, like, it's just, like, very relatable stuff. You have to give a presentation. Something that seems like it's going to be embarrassing in front of your class. And you also have to go into work. And do inventory when you're just a kid on a Friday night, you know, and you just want to hang out and you have to go into work. And so in this next scene, they're in the kitchen and Keenan is like upset by this. He says, it's going to be the worst day ever, according to him. Oh, he says, oh, my heart. A boy shouldn't have this much stress in his life. Uh, he calls Kel Urkel at one point. Yep, that was another <laughs> good another nickname. nickname. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I also want to note, do you, do you see what Keenan's eating in this scene? Chips. Uh, not just any chips. Uh, specifically, it's a bag of Doritos, but more specifically than that, it's a bag of Loritos. <laughs> <laughs> the, the logo has been adjusted slightly so that uh, the nacho cheese Loritos are not infringing on the copyrights. Wonderful. Nice catch, Adam. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Kel's also eating some some spin on Funyuns. And he's also got a Gatorade out as well. I'm sorry, it's Funyuns, Adam. Funyuns? Oh yes. Well, F I don't know what it. Funyuns. I don't know what it is. I didn't see the. <laughs> Maybe that's what it, it's called. Fun I'm sure it has another joke name on the bag Funyuns. too. Probably yeah. For the diehard fans like us, looking for for these little <laughs> continuity blips. Kelsey, Kel has a bottle of orange soda drink and a Gatorade for some reason. He's gotta get, really... keep the electrolytes up. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching a lot of these survival shows, you know, and everybody's always, oh, my leg's cramping. Why is my leg cramping? Me with all my 
vast knowledge of the human body. I'm just like, uh, you need electrolytes. And the narrator comes on like, the human body without electrolytes will start to cramp. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, guys, come on. <laughs> Duh. Okay, anyways. As Kim laments his day, uh, Kyra shows up, right? Yep, and she starts coughing, and she's opening the fridge, trying to get something. She says she feels funny. Um, her mom comes in, and she coughs right in her mom's face. <laughs> yep, uh, now which you should not do in this day and age. No. <laughs> uh, keep your coughs to yourself, wear a mask. Cheryl sends Kyra directly to her room, no more school for the rest of the week. We don't know what day of the week it is, but still. But <laughs> Early in the week, it yeah. It seems like it's early in the week. And Keenan gets a very devious look on his face. He starts licking his fingers of all the nacho <laughs> cheese. <laughs> and, he, uh, and as Cheryl walks away, Keenan sits next to Kel and unveils his master plan. Oh, and Kel says, last time you had a plan like this, I ended up butt naked in a zoo. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, and Keenan's like, I never have heard a giraffe laugh before. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, we cut to Friday morning. And again, great pace. Like, we are, so much has happened before this commercial break. Yeah, it is a good pace. I didn't even realize in my notes that it was Friday morning. Um, uh, yeah, but exactly. It's Friday morning and Keenan is drafting a message. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, it's a, it's a, I'm going to say it's a pretty good plan. This is one of Keenan's best plans. I, I I mean, it's silly. It's a good plan. <laughs> what he writes is silly. I wish he was more realistic. I think it's silly but clever. <laughs> so uh, Kel shows up. He's like, "Time to go to school," and he's like, "No, no, we're, we're remember we're ditching." So he reads his note, which <laughs> describes that he uh, uh, Keenan has an earache. So uh, please don't call because it would irritate his ear further. Uh, signed Roger. Uh, hugs and kisses, Roger. Hugs and kisses. <laughs> <laughs> then he adds an addendum onto it uh, that Kel is su- currently suffering from what? An infected tongue. <laughs> yes. And then we get a, a a little bit of the '90s coming into into play here. Um, something that is you would only see in. A time capsule. Like, this is a moment in history. A knock on the door. It is the Turtle Messenger Service that Keenan had called to deliver a message to his school. Yes. It's, uh, yeah, the the delivery man is a real uh, surfer dude. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, so, uh, he... Uh, he gives him the message to deliver to, uh, room 33 at Capone High School. And he goes, oh, Capone, I went to Capone. Are you guys ditching school? <laughs> now I'm a messenger. Yeah, yeah, no, he, he says, he says, oh, I ditched school a lot. Now I'm a messenger. And then he, like, <laughs> walks away with, with all this pride. Yeah, so, yeah, he, Keenan's like, you know, shh, be quiet. We're not, <laughs> no one's supposed to know. And then he, so he delivers the message and, uh, to continue to close his, to weave his wonderful trap. What does Keenan do? He calls Chris, uh, fakes a sick voice, says that he won't be able to come in to help him count every item in the store. And then Roger starts to walk downstairs and Keenan quickly says goodbye to Chris and so on. 
Okay, so this is something that we were, that, that would only be captured on this show, but uh, I noticed that Keenan dials seven numbers when he picks up the phone. Uh-huh. And the th- middle th- the middle three numbers are the same. So <laughs> I, in my brain, that's... Uh, did you know about this, uh, this 555 thing in uh, TV, like, telephone numbers? Yeah. yeah for anyone in the audience that isn't familiar... Uh, on TV and movies and stuff like that, they'll often t- uh, use the, five, the 555 area code in the middle of a number to designate a fake phone number. Uh, that's, uh, you know, because any real combination numbers could be someone's actual, like, phone. So uh, making a 555 kind of blanks it out. So I, I, thought, I thought it was interesting that we don't see what Keenan's dialing, but it might be 555 in the middle there. I think it's just, he's just kind of, like, playing along. I think he's just kind of like pressing buttons. I don't think it's, well, it's, it's a TV show, Adam. I don't think I he's actually calling saying. anybody. The different numbers of different tones is all I'm saying. And he, there were several different tones. We don't even hear Chris on the other line. Like it's, <laughs> no, definitely, He's definitely not calling anybody. It's definitely not a real phone in the middle of the set. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice okay, try. I'm just okay, nice try. But... And I thought you were going to say, like, he didn't put... My a- goal is to call Rigby's, okay? <laughs> you want me to say it? <laughs> yeah. I, I want to call the Rigby's number. <laughs> Listen, there's no way that's still connected. It's been tw- it's been 24 years. 23, yeah, 23 years. Yeah, uh, so uh, Roger comes down and tells him, you guys better get off to school. And Cal's like, oh, we're not going to... We're not going to school or something like that. But like as he's saying that, Keenan pushes him out the door, and, and there's like the loudest. Kel goes like, ah! he's just like falling down the railing or hitting trash cans, and just like it's it's like a ten second scream, he's like, like he thrown overboard. Yeah, yeah, it's it's insane. It's really fun. But yeah, they uh, just all the the physical comedy is is like dialed up a notch in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we head back to Miss Queso's class. And she is teaching everybody why French people don't speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the d- messenger dude shows up and he's like, <laughs> and he explains, like, he passed off the note and he says, they're sick. With quotes around it. <laughs> Using physical air quotes. Uh, she she reads it and, you know, uh, is aghast at the horror of a infected tongue. Yeah, people got these tongue scrapers nowadays. Have you seen them? <laughs> yeah, I know of them. They're pretty pretty awful looking. <laughs> Torture device. Um, anyways, so we head to the bank. So Keenan's plan, as he describes, uh, he needs to get some cash from the bank. Then where are they headed? I don't know if I got this part, honestly. Oh. He, he wanted to get some cash from the bank. Then they're headed to the arcade. Then to the movie theater to watch Pork Chop Massacre. Okay, I did get Pork Chop Massacre. Yep. <laughs> it sounds like this doesn't sound like a good movie. No. Um. All of this is making me wonder. Like, there. Why? Like, Kyra was sick. Why didn't they just pretend to be sick? And they got it from her. Mm. Like that would have been solved all their problems. But they just like made yeah. up these fake things. But I. Or they could have like literally gotten sick from her. Yeah, you, right? they, they could have just they could have just like faked a, a sickness from her and then stayed home and then nobody they wouldn't have to lie to everybody. Oh no, they, Keenan goes big with his lies. It, not All only does way. he want to skip school, he wants to have a great day instead. Yeah, that's it's like come on, man, <laughs> come on, what are you doing? 
Yeah, Kel's nervous that uh, something's going to go wrong. In walks two robbers. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And as they walk up, uh, the security guard faints. (laughs) He's just totally stunned that anything remarkable happened at his job. Yeah. And uh, bam, we're we're off to uh, the pitch of the episode is here. We are off to the races, Adam. Um, Here we are halfway through the episode and it's just getting good. Um, the, the two robbers are wearing, you know, their coats with their, with their black beanies, no face masks at all. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Nothing. They're just visible for the world to see. Um, they direct everybody in the bank to go over in the corner. Um, and and Keenan and Kel are like standing kind of near the door and so keenan says out loud like oh we got to be going right now uh, oh, uh have a nice robbery or something something like that <laughs> yeah and he, he says to keenan um in the corner coffee mug <laughs> oh, did he call him that yeah another uh another classic keenan kel nonsense nickname yeah, but the, my favorite part about that was Keenan like said that out loud. Like they didn't just run out the door. He's like, "Okay, okay, well, uh, we will. Uh, good luck with everything." <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're really talking out with the robbers, unarmed robbers, by the way. Yes, unarmed, very, very menacing. Uh, it's great because they all go to the corner, and Cal uh, is tasked with uh, with with gathering up the cash, right? Yep, and uh, he he suggests to the robbers. Kel really does awesome in the second half of the episode. He said it just to the robbers, "Hey, should I get all these people's like wallets and jewelry and stuff?" And everybody's like, "What are you doing?" And, and the robbers like, uh, "Uh, yeah, that's a good idea." It's so, so um, it's now Keenan's job to do that as Kel starts to collect the cash from behind the counter. And they're like, "What's the problem, with your friend, man?" He's like, he's like, yeah, I don't know. He, he, he was like, he was, he was, he's traumatized by the robbery. <laughs> <laughs> and Kel is already off to a great, like, another bit. So he, he stacked up all these, like, single bills um, onto the counter. You know, like, when you go to the bank, there's, like, the, the high shelf, and then, the, the, like, the high whatever, and then there's the counter that drops down. And Anyway, so he puts all this cash on the counter, and he's just like, man, it's pretty hot in here. Like well, well, first he says, "All right, I'm gonna separate this into two even stacks. I want, I don't want one of you guys to get ripped off." <laughs> and so he does, and then then he starts complaining about how he's hot. <laughs> so he turns around, and there's a a big fan right there. Yep, and so he clicks it on, starts to really gets into that cool air, and of course that those bills get into the cool breeze. Yep, and the the bills start flying everywhere, all over the bank. Um, the the robbers very uh, non menacingly run over tr- and try to like kind of collect it with their arms as it's starting to blow away, and, and then they slip and fall on the like loose dollar bills, and it's it's a whole thing. It's a whole mess. <laughs> then. Uh oh! Sirens outside. The cops have arrived. Oh crud! The cops are here. Yeah, Keenan suggests that like, oh well, get, let's uh, let's head on out then. And so Kel starts making his way outside. <laughs> uh, the robber shouts at that Keenan, "Close your trap!" 
To which Keenan, for the first time, says, Well. <laughs> the new, a new catchphrase on the show. And, oh, actually, this is the commercial break. Oh, wow. We, we got this far in the episode before, like, things get... I, I don't know if it's, like, 50-50. It might be, like, 60-40 with where that break is. Right. Um, another catchphrase, not in this show, but this episode, is Kel keeps saying, repeating, 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 we should have gone to school. <laughs> yes. You know, because, I mean, if we zoom out for a second, it's like, here was this beautiful plan, and... It, they are now in a serious predicament. There's bank robbers. <laughs> there's there's um, sirens outside. There's cops showing up. They their ditch day plan is not going as planned. No, and it's a it's a real it's perfect escalation. And we're only at the halfway point. That's the best part. Uh, we come back from the commercial break, and we see inside the Rockmore household. Kyra is sick on the couch. And uh, she wants ice cream as <laughs> to help her out. And then Kyra, who's watching the news, um, hears, along with Mr. and Mrs. Rockmore, um, that there's a standoff with robbers at the Fleeting Bank. <laughs> and Roger goes get the popcorn. Because he knows a good show when he sees it. <laughs> exactly. So he goes and get the, gets the popcorn. And then we switch over to... Spanish class, and there's Miss Queso with this ro- bank robbery on her TV in the middle of Spanish class. Yeah, right. Just how, for, long, for, how long is Spanish class? Well, this, I guess, this is like pre 9/11. Like, like you just put any like anything interesting was on, right? It's um, also a half day too. Yeah. <laughs> like, how how long are they in Spanish class? In Spanish class for a while. Anyways, um, <laughs> on the TV, the the announcer says. And they have hostages inside. Well, we zoom over to the students, and the messenger is still there. <laughs> He's sitting like Kel's seat. Sitting in Kel's seat. He goes, hostages kind of rhymes with sausages. <laughs> and Miss Queso says, why are you still here? <laughs> it's just a yeah. really, like, this is, this might be my favorite dynamic so far and like the dynamic between miss queso and the the turtle messenger service man yeah, I, I love, he just hangs out with them for a bit he's hanging out like in what world could a random stranger walk into a high school and deliver a note to a specific room yeah yeah no i i, I like it too because i think in a lesser episode we just see like a miss queso and janet get like you know get being upset in that room but it's it's a it's a if pull it doesn't pull any punches. Also, is that the only class they have in school? Like, why did that message just go? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Is it because they had a project? Maybe it, maybe that's got to be it. They only had like Spanish class that day, <laughs> the half day. That's the only way that only explains why everyone's paying attention to all that. That'd be a super effective way to do high school. Let me just say, like, <laughs> why don't we just have like two classes a day? And yeah, then have and like your grad school like setup, yeah, or like in college. Like, why do we have eight, seven, six classes a day, or even seven classes a day every single day with, with forty, like forty to forty-five minute sections? Yeah, is, is that the most effective way to learn something? No, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Give us like a block schedule, please. Oh my gosh. Anyways, I could go on forever. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Um, well, back at the bank, um, Kel, 
uh, start takes the uh, security guard's handcuffs. <laughs> oh, this is so good. <laughs> it's amazing. He just because he can't be left alone for too long because he'll just play with whatever's near him and make a huge mess out of it. This is so good. Uh, Keenan Keenan learns that the news camera's there, and uh, and he his plan has suddenly changed. Instead of he doesn't want to leave, he has to like you know. Oh, we gotta wait this out. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, Kel handcuffs his uh, left foot to his right hand. His ankle to his wrist. Yep. Yeah. He's just like kind of playing with it. He puts it on his foot, and then he puts it on his hand. And it's one of those like he like freezes, realizes what he's done. Uh oh. <laughs> and uh, his him freaking out gets the robber's attention. Yeah. And so the robber's like, "Hey, you, come over here." And he says, now is not a good time. <laughs> He's like, get over here now. And so, so Kel stands up on his one leg, barely, and is clumsily, like, somehow. and sliding. And- making, like, do- like, going back and forth and making his way back over. He knocks down all the, the railings, you know, like, with the ribbon. <laughs> the cue poles. The cue poles. <laughs> He's knocking over everything. He's like sliding and crawling and squirming, and <laughs> he loses his hat. Best, best Kel slapstick to date. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, it's it's amazing. Just... <laughs> By the time he gets over there, he's like climbing. He's like climbing on top of them, knocking over signs, just everything, <laughs> total destruction. And he says, "Sorry, I got all discombobulated." <laughs> They're like asking him what's wrong. Yeah, I got all discombobulated, and th- and then the robbers go discombobulated. <laughs> and I like I like this because I think they went to another commercial break. Yeah, so like that was like that was like a really funny moment because like somebody else did their joke, and they just kind of like kept rolling with it. They didn't like make it a big thing. It's just part of the vernacular of this world, I guess. <laughs> the Dan Schneider universe. Emphasis. No, it's it's great when other people do it too. Yeah, so, totally. And to keep up with the great jokes, we go to we go to Rigby's, and there didn't need to be a joke here, but but Chris is uh, counting potatoes, <laughs> and he does so the only way that you know how. One potato, two potato, three potato, four. <laughs> you almost didn't he do this before too? I, no, I think this is the first time. It's got to be. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Speaking of recurring gags, uh, Dave, the delivery guy, shows up. <laughs> and, and this season, he's got a uniform and everything. It says two Ds for Dave's deliveries, presumably. <laughs> I love his delivery in this bit. It's really good. Super dry. I think I want to put it in here because I can't. We, we certainly can't capture it. No, yeah, put it in. Chris goes behind the counter and pulls out a little pocket TV. Yeah, those things were the best. I used to have one in my room. It was like a little three by three TV. Or <laughs> yeah, five, I remember that five TV. Five by five. Yeah, it worked it as long as uh, as long as what the uh, antennas worked. That, those were the days when all you needed was an antenna. Remember when Dad had had even smaller TV? Oh yeah, it was a yeah, it, it was an antenna one like that, but it was like a 
maybe the size of an iPhone. Oh, not the thickness. It was like the size of a phone, but you like crank it and you can watch TV. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. People were ingenious. <laughs> the human spirit cannot be quenched by, by the limits of technology. Um, yeah. So this delivery guy is fantastic. He he steals the show. Like just like we didn't need another great character in this episode, but they but here he is. Um, he's questioning why Chris is doing all the work and where Keenan is. And he like knows the people at the store and he alerts Chris of the hostages and it brings the whole like Rigby's universe into this story. It's really wonderful. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> back at the bank, things are escalating. The cops are shouting to them on the megaphone. They're shouting, release the hostages and we won't beat you. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> and the the robbers start to get start to get worried. They, yeah, they, they're like, oh, maybe we should just kind of, you know, maybe we should just turn ourselves in. And Keenan yells, "Don't just give up!" <laughs> he's like, <laughs> "Don't don't release us!" And all the everyone else is mad at him. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, go, and then he's like, "No, no, no, let, let me explain." He's going over, and he's like trying to get them to not give up. He's like cheering them on, like giving them a pep talk, like, "Guys, you can do this." He's got an even better pep talk later. Oh, we'll get to that. But yeah, uh, he eventually convinces them. He's like, "Hey, let the uh, let all these other hostages go, but keep us so to show you that you mean business." Yeah. <laughs> yep. And they're like, "Oh, that's a pretty good idea." And so that's what happens. And on the TV, the story becomes right. The reporter is saying, two young teenagers have risked their lives to save the rest of the hostages. <laughs> yeah. I do want to say that when the hostages leave, they, like, bowl over Keenan and the robbers. Oh, yeah, oh, they throw their arms up and, like, just, like, run out all, like, willy-nilly. <laughs> Which is crazy, because if they just dogpiled on the robbers, they, like, this whole situation would be over. Somebody could have just thrown one punch, it would have been over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my, you know what's funny? The one robber has a stopwatch. <laughs> That's, like, his... It's like intimidation device. It's like I know how I mean, long maybe it's like I've a been gym in coach. Here. Yeah, right. <laughs> gym coach gone bad. That's the the story that's being broadcast all throughout Chicago. It, it, it's happening as well in the uh, the Spanish classroom. Yeah. Uh, once again, Miss Queso asked the messenger guy, "Why are you still here?" Yep. And he, and his reply to that is, uh, "Whoa, easy there, Aunt B." Which makes you think, is that his aunt? <laughs> well, I, I was thinking more like, this guy like lives in his aunt's basement or something like that. And his, his aunt is constantly asking, why are you still here? <laughs> so, so he's like, hey, who are you, my aunt B? Like, she knows who that is. Yeah, right. That's what I'm thinking. I like that. That's much better. Uh, but yeah, in the Rockmore household, like, they're, they're, they got their popcorn. They're watching that. And... Um, <laughs> So, like, uh, Mrs. Rockmore is like, wow, those boys must be so brave, risking their lives. And then uh, Roger says, more like life-risking idiots, or something like that. Like, very, dis with much disdain, looking on these people who are trying to risk, like, selflessly risk their lives, but it's actually stupid. Yeah, but she's she's happy that uh, Kyra's here and Keenan is safe in school. Meanwhile, back at the bank. <laughs> we should have gone to school. <laughs> if you say that one more time, <laughs> that, that's Keenan's reply. And when he says that, he, like, raises up the stapler. 
Like he's going to staple him. Bash him. (laughs) Yeah. And so now it's time for the robbers to give the police their list of demands. They've been, they've been again drafting it. Right. And then they, they, the one walks over and opens the door and starts yelling at the police. And and their demands uh, make you realize that these aren't the, if you haven't caught on by now, these aren't the brightest robbers. They don't know what's happening. (laughs) They don't have a plan. So uh, what are their demands? Um, one million dollars in marked bills, one million dollars in unmarked bills. Uh, uh, and then he runs out of ideas. He runs out of things to say. So he turns to his buddy who's across the bank and he says, what else? It's like a car, a car. What else? A helicopter, a helicopter. What else? Orange soda, orange. Oh, wait, why do we want orange soda? <laughs> and Gal is like, does his thing. Because I love orange soda. To which one of the robbers asks, is that true? <laughs> it's, like, it's a layup. Uh, but it, speaking of layup, Kel, uh, in, in like begging for orange soda, hops across the bank again. <laughs> Just the, He's handcuffed for the rest of this episode. I think it's worth mentioning. Yep. <laughs> and he, he hops across and he's, he's it's very talented, I, I gotta say. I, I would be pulling something if I was in that pose that he is in. I feel like he practiced a few times. Yeah, but he's just like, come on, orange soda. Come on, orange soda. Yeah, and some orange soda. I do, I do, I do. Ooh, and that prompts the, the guy to like kind of grab him and uh, to almost strangle Kel. Yep. Um, and uh, Keenan explains Kel's actions once again uh, for with, uh, I think, what might be a secret origin of Kel's. Yeah, Cal was dropped on the dropped it on his head many times as a child. <laughs> many times. So there we, that 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 could very well be it. Kel agrees. Yep, Kel says it happened. Um, meanwhile, the robbers are just about to give up, even though they just gave their list of demands. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Keenan rouses them with a <laughs> <laughs> a Ru- Rudy style speech. <laughs> yeah. So he says, "You just gotta let." Uh, he looks out the window. This is so good. A few hundred cops stand between you and your goal. <laughs> uh, all that hard work and planning—you're just gonna give up? But would Michael Jordan quit in the middle of a game? <laughs> would a fat man quit in the middle of a lasagna? <laughs> would Would George Washington stop? If his cherry tree was, what was it, uprooted and moved to New was, Zealand? Was kidnapped and taken to New Zealand? <laughs> kidnapped. To, to which Cal says, New Zealand? <laughs> Don't stop me, man. I'm on a roll. Because <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop me. I'm on a roll. Oh, my. It's, it, it is. I want to record this and listen to it before I teach. <laughs> and just like, would Michael Jordan <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's really good um but so that the robber he says what do you say and he puts his hand in and the robbers look at each other look at him he says you're crazy and they run out the door yep they give themselves up <laughs> Keenan says to Kel, come on Kel, we gotta run and they try to make it to the other end of the bank but they are not in time the news ambushes them Yep, so while all all the meanwhile on the TVs we've heard like and the robbers are giving themselves up and then the rock boys are like, Oh, adjustment it was getting good. 
Um, and then they're like, okay, let's see, let's see who the who the young. Let's meet the brave heroes. Let's meet the brave heroes. So they're running, um, running away, and the TV people come in, and the reporter comes in, and there's <laughs> chaos ensues. There's Kel on one leg, and there's Keenan like trying to hide his face. And yeah, uh, uh, let's let's go around town and see the reactions. <laughs> this is the best. Around town is exactly. So in the Rockmore household, uh, Roger stands up. And full body faints. Ooh, all the popcorn still like in his in the bowl. It, like spills everywhere as Kyra and, and Cheryl are just like screaming. <laughs> what happened to Miss? What happens to Miss Queso? In, in Miss Queso's, uh, Janet's all like, you know, oh, I guess they're not sick. Uh, after uh, those messenger guy says, oh, those are the sick dudes. <laughs> yep. And uh, and and uh, Rigby's. What's Chris doing? Chris is very upset that Keenan lied to him. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we end the episode with Keenan and Kel. The cameras zoomed on their face, being broadcast everywhere. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, with their message to the the world. Uh, everybody should go to school. School. <laughs> Always go to school. School is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in school. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> And they, they they apologize to everyone. They're yeah, they're just like sorry, mom and dad and Kyra and Chris and <laughs> Miss Gaso. <laughs> <laughs> they're like in tears. And yep, that's the end of the show. Really, really awesome escalation. Really yeah, good, incredible. Really good escalation. Really just well-rounded episode. Mm. It's the most simultaneous trouble they've ever gotten into. Oh yeah, I'd say. But and it was very low stakes too. But it was like they made it high stakes because of their foolishness. Yeah, it's like if uh, in the Cold War, if like landing the plane also affected like Chris and like their school stuff. <laughs> but, right. Yeah. So it, it's a uh, it it's good season two is what I'm getting at. I agree. So they arrive back on stage in nearly the same outfits. Basically. Kel says that was a close call. Yep, and he's like, yeah, well, we, we pretty much lied to our teacher and to Chris and to our parents, and, and we we kind of had to, like, account for our actions, you know? How was how was that, like... How was that close? Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Kel takes out a... Uh, reaches into his jacket pocket and pulls out a big stack of money. Yep, he starts counting it, and he says he got it from the bank. Yeah, uh, to which, uh, you know, he, he wants to return it, uh, but Keenan has some ideas about how to turn this money into more money before handing it, turning it back. Yep, and so he kind of takes the money from Kel and starts walking away. And and uh, this is a great Kel uh, handicap, too, because <laughs> it's, it's, it's very meta in a sense, because Kel's really upset with Keenan, and he says, I'm putting my foot down. <laughs> He's like, no more. I- I've had enough, and it's like it's uh, the the perfect compliment to the beginning of the episode where he wrote got a contract, right? Uh, but unfortunately, Kel crumbles. And he's like, ah, who am I kidding? Oh, here it goes. Oh, here it goes. Uh, might I say, Kel on these intros and outros, especially, but I think during the episode too, he he's kind of definitely got some Eddie Murphy in him. <laughs> like like the, I think that he's definitely taken some inspiration from Eddie Murphy. Like it, like just his delivery and his style and his like voices and I, I could see that. Uh, Amber was big in, during this time too. Yep, yep, exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's the that's the show. Oh man, what a what a what a classic episode. What a classic episode. Yeah, I remembered it while I was watching it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, speaking of which, 
Uh, Aaron, whose fault do you think this episode was? Keenan's or Kel's? Keenan's. 100%. <laughs> Kel made things worse in the bank, but it's like the situation was Keenan's fault. Yeah, he was, he was ready to go in front of the class and sing and dance. He's much more confident in himself. <laughs> to be fair, he also he didn't have the Rigby's job to do. Which, why doesn't he have a job at Rigby's? Like, why doesn't Chris just hire him? Like, I don't understand what, what the dynamic is there. We've literally seen him bag every grocery in that in like 11 minutes, right? Right, right. Yeah, so inventory day should be cake to Kel. <laughs> just hire him for a day. Nope. Uh, no, so uh, I think, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. All Keenan's fault. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, Kel, I feel like um, here's a little deeper layer here. Going up in front of the class, especially in Spanish class, a language you don't know, right? And, and singing a song and dancing, that could be kind of embarrassing, right? Oh, yeah. So Kel was totally fine with that, unfazed. But Keenan seemed very insecure about it. He doesn't want to put on this um, show and show other people that something that he's not good at. So he's trying to hide himself. Um, you know, like he's he's very much uh, averse to. He wants to be famous, but he's averse to doing things that he's uncomfortable with. Yeah, I, I would describe their kind of classroom personalities as uh, as Kel's definitely like a class clown. <laughs> Right, he doesn't mind hopping up in front of everyone, and making a big, big, make everyone laugh. Yeah, Keenan on the mean. Well, it's kind of like the class comic, who is like a little more uh, quiet, uh, funny guy, but you know he, he keeps to himself. He's not gonna be be on stage like that. Although I do think class clowns usually are are trying to compensate for some lack in their life, and so that's why <laughs> they usually like, you know, like they're not actually that good at math, and so they try to make people laugh. Um, and that's kind of like the class clown archetype. Um, I don't know if that's Kel as much. I, I think Kel just is goofy in general. Yeah, uh, if if Kel lacks anything, it's kind of some intelligence. But he doesn't uh, seem to mind about that. No, that's the nice thing about lacking intelligence. You don't care yeah. if it's gone. <laughs> uh, so uh, I there's a couple uh, side notes I have about this episode that I think are really interesting. Oh, well, first off, uh, written by our dream duo, Kevin Coppola and Heath Seifert. I didn't even have to look. Yeah, you, 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 can, you can smell it on them. And uh, directed by uh, uh, Kim Fields. Like a, a winning, uh, one of the, the best directors coming forward out of the bunch here. Uh, so the other thing that I want to note is that this reminded me of an episode, another episode. So it's not a super crazy fresh premise. Plain hooky, run into trouble, and so forth, right? Nope. Uh, I was reminded of the Hey Arnold episode, Hooky, where uh, similar, Arnold and Gerald basically uh, decide to skip school one day, and they go to a bunch of, like, try to do a bunch of fun activities, but everywhere they go, they, like, uh, almost get recognized, and, like, you know, they go to a baseball game, they're, like, on the big screen and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they, they're so paranoid about getting caught, they have a bad day. Right. That's typically the the theme of all of these day of these kid shows. Right. People skip the message school. can't be uh, skipping school's awesome. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, uh, I, but the th- interesting thing I saw about that episode of Hey Arnold, uh, Hokey, is that it was aired uh, air date October thirteenth, nineteen ninety seven. Ah. Air date for Ditch Day Afternoon October eighteenth, nineteen ninety seven. They aired in the same week. Ah. 
Isn't that crazy? It, it was like was it, was this like a national campaign to to stop <laughs> Ditch Day? I don't like, know to stop hooky. I, I wonder if there's like a like it was advertised as that. It's like hey, it's it's Hooky Week on Nickelodeon. Hooky Week <laughs> Prevention. 1997. Let's look it up. There's another uh, Keenan. Uh, there's another Hey Arnold connection later in the season that I, I, I'll I'll bring up when we get to okay. it. Okay. I, 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 I found that fascinating that like uh, Arnold beat them to like the the beat them to the punch like by five at five days. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. <laughs> I yeah. I mean I I guess Nickelodeon back back then Nickelodeon was like where kids went after school, right? Like there wasn't many video games. There wasn't many, you know, like there was after school stuff, but there wasn't like the stuff we have now. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I That's pretty cool, though. I, I do like how this ma- macro theme of skipping school, right, is uh, ties. Not It's not a macro theme. It's a micro. But then it ties into the macro theme of shirking your responsibilities, Yes. Yeah, and I think that it's a really good message, honestly, because it's like if you try to shirk your responsibilities, like if you just try to avoid things and take the easy way out, you're probably going to run into even more trouble than if you just did the thing. Right, and it's a little different than the clown episode, for example, because the clown just is like a force of nature. He happens to them. It's right. not their fault. Right. Uh, but this one is very much uh, Keenan's fault. Self-impo- self-inflicted, right? Self-inflicted, yeah. And and Kel, uh, he's just along for the ride. He doesn't want to be there. Kel was totally fine with, with doing his doing his stuff. But, yep, 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 yep. That's our analysis. Critical analysis of Ditch Day Afternoon. <laughs> right. So uh, l- let's wrap up then uh, with the ratings. So uh, Ditch Day Afternoon has a 7.6 on IMDb. Uh, and it's ranked 30 out of 62 in the series, which is kind of a high medium. Uh, I I thought it was a uh, much higher. It, it should deserves to be much higher on that list than halfway, right? I agree. Yeah. Uh, so, what what are your final thoughts on the episode? How many out of ten bottles of orange soda? What would you give it, Adam? I might change this later, but I didn't see anything wrong with this episode. I'm giving it a ten. <laughs> yeah, uh, you are in a similar company. I'm also giving it a ten out of ten. It was just so. It was so perfect the pace was perfect the jokes were funny everybody played to their strengths directing was good like it tied in the whole town every character was in it every character played a good role i think it's the most competent episode that we saw that it that did the formula perfectly i don't think other like great episodes like this will incorporate uh, these elements as well no it, it, it hit everything it was and it felt and it was still within the time frame you know it wasn't like a longer episode or anything yeah, so that's a that's our second perfect score that we've given an episode, and I'm sure you'll hear it uh, hear from it later in the uh, our season recap. The other perfect score was Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas Keenan, which wasn't a perfect episode, but it had the perfect emotional sentiment. Right, right. So so it's like this one does the Keenan Cal formula probably the best of those two, right? Definitely, it was it was ideal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so uh, highly recommend if you can catch it. <laughs> on amazon you you want to buy it it's a good one <coughs> the late night cable <laughs> is it still a thing nick at night nick, nick at night yeah i was gonna say george, right after george lopez <laughs> all right well uh thank you for joining us uh you can join us next week for our our the as we keep going through season two uh that episode is called get the cow out of here 
Yes, it's directed by our dream team, Kevin and Keith, but also Dan Schneider. Directed by Mary Schmidt. Directed by Mary Schmidt, written by those three. I, it's it's another great one from my memory. So uh, season two continues to deliver. I think it's gonna. I think the average score is gonna blow away season one at the end here. I think so. I'm really interested to see how it stacks up against the others as well. The other seasons. But, yeah. Yep. 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 Me too. It's gonna. Well, there's only one place to find out, Adam, and it's right here. Until next time, Fantas. Aw, here it goes. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Keenan and Kel with Adam and Aaron. If you want to stay in touch, send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com or you can send us a voice message at anchor.fm slash Podcast. Our social media accounts are all at Podcast. That's Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Thanks, everybody.